we're back. <laughs> Did you miss us? It's been a while. Had a little uh, little summer break, you know. I had to had some stuff to take care of. We both had long summers. Yeah, it was a long summer. It's funny because it was so unintentional. It just kind of happened. It did. It was like one week shit just got busy and then it never wasn't it busy was never, again. Yeah. And it was just like, we'll pick this up when we can. And here we are. The thought the was end of the summer. One, but shit got a little weird. So you know what? We got an action-packed episode for y'all today. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Yeah, long summer. I got a... Well, shit, I don't even know if I've been... If we did a podcast after I got my new job. I know this is my first podcast at the new house. We got the new studio set up, so you know. And uh, just a disclaimer, you may hear a little rumbling noise, a little errant noise in the back. Just just got some some uh, clothes being washed is all. That's all. Just, just in case, you know, we get the question of, what's that noise? We just, we just want to be clean, you know. Yeah, you know, it'd be like that sometimes. I yeah. I don't think you can really hear it too much, especially like when the other person's talking. So yeah, bro, be... I guess because I just hear it in my headphones, I'm just like, oh, it's there. Then, yeah. <laughs> oh man, so missed a lot this summer. You know, we stopped right before your Nuggets won a championship. I know that breaks my heart because I was going to talk get a proper so much celebration. shit. I was going to talk so much shit. See, now you understand what my master plan was. Ugh, it's disgusting. Took a whole summer off, y'all so I didn't be, have to hear about All of you, if the season's over, and I don't give a fuck, y'all should rejoice in the fact that the Nuggets whooped Miami. We ain't got to talk about it, because that was way too long ago to give, to give a crap about, unless you're obviously a fan. But just know, that was a phenomenal ass whooping I got to watch. I enjoyed every bit of it. And so 2K, my- y'all phony, because you <laughs> gave Jamal Murray, what, I think it was an 88? 89. That man didn't even hit 90. You're crazy. You're wild. You're 2K crazy. is normally more conservative with ratings. Like, I think that that's pretty appropriate based on 2K scale, especially where nobody gets a 99. Like, what's LeBron? Unless at, you're at, LeBron at Le- or, uh, well, no, LeBron they, they was never like a 97 had... even at his, at, like, at his best, LeBron was a 97. I think he got one year of a 99. I think he got one. I think that was probably either. the second year in Miami, first that's year. That's what I was Miami. thinking it was. It was one of those two. It was when it was with Miami. It was headband LeBron mm-hmm. Miami style. Yep. I remember that. Um, was that the year he was on the cover? Was he on the cover that year? He Probably. On, yeah, he was so. on the Probably. cover with the headband. Now I'm starting to remember that. Oh, what a time! What a time! I, I think that's an appropriate rating for Jamal Murray. He can, he can he miss just some a ninety. Games. He don't got to go no higher, but a ninety would have been fine. He throws some stinkers in there. But like enough about basketball, it's a real stinker. Yeah, you gotta be garbage. But enough about basketball. We are on to the season that is football. And we're both two and zero, baby. And we're both two and zero. One of us is probably gonna go to three and zero, while the other goes to two and one. And we all know who I'm referring to. So there's no. We'll talk about it, but we all know who I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah. Um, really not a debate. <laughs> who do yeah, I don't think it is. We play uh, Indianapolis this week. Yeah, that's a dub. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's, a, that's a dub. Ow. I'm thinking the, the Ravens haven't put up, like, a big point game in a while. This seems like the recipe for a big point game, especially with the possibility that Gardner Minshew starts for the uh, for the Colts. I know that Gardner Minshew, he's a very good backup quarterback. I actually like Gardner no, Minshew a lot. I don't have anything against him. I just think with uh, Richardson – 
there would be more of more dynamic movements yeah. of the offense. Like it'd be more he would be they would have him do not necessarily in the run game, but with his legs. Kind of like how kind of like the first year of Lamar season. Yeah, well, I mean, Richardson had two rushing touchdowns last week mm-hmm. before he went out, and then he had one in the first week. So Richardson is a dynamic player. He's been surprising so far, which my man's <laughs> called it out. He said he was going to be good. I, I, I was on the bandwagon of nah. He's going. They're going. He's going to be like Malik Willis. Like we got all this hype from his uh, combine and stuff, and then he just falls flat. But nah, the kids, kids doing was was doing all right, and then the concussion. Yeah, hopefully he bounces back because he's definitely an interesting quarterback to watch. But uh, we're going to go to a running back for our first topic in quite some time. Uh, Cam mm. Akers has been traded to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, that was a, for a pick swap. What was it, like a fourth, fifth round pick or something? Yeah, and it was just a swap. Yeah, uh, they must have really wanted to get rid of him. I thought that he was supposed to be back this year. Like, I remember that the preseason talk was supposed to be that Cam Akers is finally healthy. He's going to be a workhorse in the backfield for the Rams. I Look, Cam Akers fucked me in fantasy last year. <laughs> I think I used a second-round pick, like a late second-round pick on Cam Akers last year. And that fucked me hard. So you would think, you know, I'm going to be smart enough that this year I'm going to avoid Cam Akers at all costs. Now, I didn't get a second-round pick on him, uh, but in one of my leagues, I think that I used, like, a fifth or a sixth on him for a backup running back. So we're in PPR leagues this year. Right. And, oof. Right now, my so my main team, uh, me and Jamar are actually in a fantasy league this year, which I'm pretty sure, Jamar, are you 2-0 in that league right now? I I lost because of how the game because of Monday night so I'm one and one I'm so Monday night funny enough Monday night is what got me the dub so I was up against my boy Jack and he had the Saints defense and he was winning by a point and then Carolina scored that touchdown and I was like let's fucking go (laughs) (laughs) probably had him sick yeah I mean I like my league but um we'll, we'll we'll we can talk fantasy league in a bit I got some uh I got some players I, I like on there, but back to Cam Akers. I I like Cam Akers for the Minnesota Vikings. I just don't know how well it's going to go anyway because yeah. it's the Vikings. Nothing with Cam or it's the Vikings, and they pass the ball off. They don't run. So, like, I guess you're trying to get Cam to be able to initiate the run, but if you only run the ball 10 times the entire game, like, what's the – getting another running back – isn't going to do anything but crowd your backfield and maybe split the carries, split <laughs> seven carries between two players because they don't they don't run the ball. You would rather have it in Kirk Cousins' tiny hands it's and have him throw hands. for 400 yards while having two fumbles and a potential pick because we know he's going to fumble. They are turning the ball over at an alarming rate. Like, I've never seen Kirk Cousins fumble the way that he is doing right now. And people get on Lamar Jackson's back a lot about the fumbles, but Kirk Cousins is throwing some absolutely ugly fumbles out there. That man's fumbling snaps. It looks like he's afraid to touch the goddamn ball. Like that thing's 120 degrees coming at him, and yeah. it's it's alarming. This team was supposed to be good this year, and we'll yep. talk a little bit more about this team later. But Jesus Christ, it is. It's not looking good on their offense right now. It's very disjointed. And if you can't even get the ball to the quarterback, 
handing it off to the running backs probably not going to be that much easier. Nope. Not even a little bit. And I just don't think that this team is conducive to legitimate winning. I mean, like, close game winners. They, especially if Kirk Cousins is playing in primetime, his record is still abysmally garbage. So it's not, it doesn't look good for them. And I I feel like Minnesota is at a war with themselves as to what they want to do. We all know it's a passing league. We all know that getting, you know, throwing the ball is where it's at in this league nowadays. But you got to be able to chew the clock up. Yeah. And, and Minnesota, even 40 times, it's not going to cut it. You know what I mean? Even when they had Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook was used as a hybrid receiving running back. Yep. Scat so mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure that Cam Akers, and the thing is, it's been so long since we've seen Cam Akers play consistently. It's hard for me to know that if Cam Akers can really fill that scat back role, and really, is he even going to start over there? I know no. that the the running back. I would back I would, they, I would let what's his name? What is it? Addison? I think that's his name. Something like that. I would just let him not Addison, not the receiver, but his whoever the running back name is. I know it starts with an A. But Atkins, they, maybe. I don't I honestly don't know either. It's it's cool. I know it starts with an A, but I would rather have him be my back because it's not that he can't get the yards. He just don't run the ball. Yeah. And I don't think Cam Akers. I think Cam Akers is who they're going to use, like you said, for the third downs for to catch the ball at the backfield. That would because they throw the ball all the time. And he can't stay healthy when he's getting consistent carries either. So giving him those third down carries would make a lot of sense for him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what uh, what the Eagles were doing in Week One with DeAndre Swift. Even though DeAndre Swift has the, probably the uh, superior ceiling overall, that man doesn't have great field vision, but he does have great strength. He can resist tackles. He can pick up those extra yards for you, but he's also made of glass a little bit. So to kind of run him at that third or third down running back position, that makes a lot more sense. But I'll tell you who I'm buying high on right now because of this Cam Akers trade. I dropped Cam Akers in fantasy and picked up Kyron Williams, and that man is projected for 18 points this week. Oh, you just reminded me of who I need to go pick up. Um, the... Well, I guess it's going to change now because moving on to another running back, Kareem Hunt has been signed by the Browns. So he returns back to Cleveland pretty much on a one-year deal. I think it's probably that minimum type deal. And Is he gets to come back. No, it was going to be the running back that came in in place of Nick Chubb. That man had 100 yards and didn't play. <laughs> and he wasn't even start. He wasn't even the starter. He's just I, just, I like the way he runs. He's just fat. He's quicker. I need to find a really good value tight end. I picked up Kyle Pitts in all three of my leagues, and Kyle Pitts has been garbage this year. I'll tell you what, the same same way Cam Akers fucked you last year, that's how Kyle Pitts was doing me last season. That's what he's doing to me right now. Uh, Well, you have to remember that that team is not a passing team. The Falcons are definitely a run first 100%, especially with Bijan and uh, Algier. I thought that even with Bijan being there, that they were still going to try and get Desmond Ritter involved a little bit more. And so I guess I wasn't anticipating that. The, well, his first, uh, no, nah, it wasn't his. Well, yeah, his first pass of the season, he caught it. Oh, that's tough. That is tough. I, was, I gotta give him credit for that. That's tough. <laughs> I was watching Red Zone. Uh, for the in the first five minutes of red zone on the first NFL Sunday of the year, there was two quarterbacks within a couple minutes of each other that both caught their own passes, and one of them I think was Bryce Young, 
whose first career reception was to himself. It was one of the rookie quarterbacks. Or you know what? It might have been C.J. Stroud that I'm thinking of. C.J. Stroud in the Ravens game. His first career reception was to himself because the ball got batted up at the line and he caught it. Do you know who the first person to do that was? Uh, I've seen that happen a couple times. It's not Mariota. He did it in the playoffs. The first person yeah. to ever do it as their first NFL pass. They were also the receiver. Was it Flacco? Flacco you're, did it before. You're close, but it wasn't his first ever pass. Do you give up? Fuck, your first pass. It wasn't Matt Ryan. You're what, getting it even warmer. Played for the uh, same team as Matt Ryan. Wasn't, wasn't Mike Vick. Wasn't Mike Vick. You're getting played, colder. Played. But you said he played on the same team as Matt Ryan, so he played for the Falcons. He played for the Falcons through his first ever pass, and it was his also his first reception. His first pass was completed to himself. And it was a quarterback? It was a quarterback for the Falcons. Oh, God. You're going to feel, if you don't get this, you're going to feel real dumb when I tell you who it is. Well, now I got to go through who the hell were the Falcons quarterbacks because my brain is drawing a blank with my oh, – my two, the main two I think of right now is Matt Ryan and Mike Vick, and it ain't neither one of them. Uh, Would have been pre-Mike Vick. Oh, oh Brett Favre? Yes, sir. <laughs> pre- I think – what's the only other quarterback yep. on the Falcons that I would even remotely remember? Yeah, Brett, Brett Favre. And- that's why, like, Flacco, you're getting warm because I was like, yeah, Flacco and Brett Favre, a little similar. Yeah, I got and you. I got they you. both with the Fs. And then when you went to Matt Ryan, I'm like, oh, you're getting there. You're getting there. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if I didn't give you a pre-Mike Vick that you might not have I would have never. I would have because he barely played for them. He uh, What was it, a couple games his rookie season? Yeah, it, must say, it wasn't even a whole season, bro. It was a few games, and then he got traded to Green Bay. Yeah, but that's a good little fun fact right there. So moving on from Cam Akers, Alan Williams, the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, recently resigned. And there are rumors that are circulating about Mr. Williams that his house was raided by the FBI and that he might never coach again. Now, these reports have been shot down by the New York Post. But the rumors are circulating very rampantly on Twitter. Oh, that's right. Since the last time we've been on here, oh Twitter has changed yeah, it's, names. It's and I refuse, now. I refuse to call it that. I will that's never, ever call it that. It's Twitter. I, I have a, I had someone who told me, because I made a poster one time about Twitter, and I had the, tw- the old Twitter logo. And they're like, you know, you have to change it. That's not Twitter. I said, nope. if I put that X up there, nobody who doesn't use Twitter Everybody's going think to you know porn. what that is. Yeah, they're not going to know what that is. But if I use that bird, we know, people know that that's Twitter. So I'm not changing that. It's Twitter. They're, they're going to think that you do porn on the side. Probably. XNXX.com. They're like, hey, cool. Think <laughs> I'm out there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. But yeah, that, so, so people have said that his house has gotten raided. The New York Post refutes these reports. And there was a statement that was made by the Chicago Bears saying that he's dealing with some health issues. But for some reason, it's getting a lot of traction. 
What are health your issues, huh? Yeah, health issues. I'm just confused as to how it's health issues in the FBI. So are we saying so they're refuting everything about that, including the FBI raid? All they're saying that none, the New York Post is saying none of that happened. They didn't specifically address the FBI raid situation from what I saw. They said that the room they just very vaguely said rumors are not true. He's dealing with health issues. Mm, sounds like a cover up. Sounds like he was doing some shady shit. And he did it through a browser and the Fed saw it and mm. caught his ass. So this can be one of a few things, and I, I would rather not be reckless any. speculation, by the way. We, we Very reckless. Anybody. We don't know anything. I know nothing. Speculate. Do not. I don't need nobody going back to nobody. Oh, he said, no, nah, I don't know shit. I live, in, I live in Baltimore, dog. I don't know nothing that's going on in Chicago. So I, I don't, it doesn't sound good. If you got raided by the FBI, supposedly. I hate to say this, but it's always my first thought because a lot of these coaches be into that shit. It, it's, it's yeah, yeah. The, uh, you will say the Sandusky effect. I think that's yeah, a, yeah. That's, that's just a fair way to leave it. Is the Sandusky yep. effect, uh-huh. and that's similar that I've seen. Now we don't like to par- perpetuate rumors nah. when we don't know anything, so we'll, we'll get off that train. But uh, immediately, it seems like very suspicious timing. And also, I uh, you follow flaming hot takes. I know that I mentioned freezing cold takes a lot, but now there's I've seen yeah, I've I've, I've, uh, I've seen them. <laughs> and somebody tweeted a year ago that they have information that will lead to the arrest of this gentleman, and that they would mm. forward it to the FBI. Ooh. So now I'm like, who got ourselves a little bit of a mystery on our hands? A mystery. Yes. That will make them false for the moment, which is not great. No, but you know what really happened. You decide. America. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's see. You know what? Mysteries. Honestly, you've got another mystery on our hands. Which one is that? The mystery of what the living fuck is going on with Sergio Brown. You know what's going to bother the hell out of me regarding that story. For those who don't know, Sergio Brown has officially gone missing after his mom's body was found in a bag floating down um, a river. Um, It had been reports that family members had said he hadn't been acting like himself the last few months. He had been acting weird and such and such. And now he's missing and they don't know where he is and his mom is gone and they don't know what happened but it looked they said his mom it looked like his mom basically had been abused like been getting beaten the crap out of and i think there were also witness reports that said that he was seen burning her clothes yes yes i'm gonna say there was another part that i just that right there yes so you know what's gonna suck they're gonna say cte somebody Somebody's going to say CT. And you know what? I've already heard it. I've already heard CT. That very well may could be the truth, okay? Like, that could be it. CT is real, legit, but we never know until the person is gone, which is unfortunate. However, don't let that don't let that sit there and make you think, oh, he's still a good guy. He just has problems. No. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to argue that. You know... You'd be surprised. Then again, the internet, I mean, the internet is full of surprising people. 
I've, I've seen people defending another topic that we have listed for a little bit later, but I've seen uh, some people defending a certain Dolphins fan. So I guess you're right. Yeah, people, I don't know, man, but that Sergio Brown thing is wild to me because I don't even know who you are. <laughs> I have no idea who you are, and you come out the woodworks. Or the report, not you, but the report comes out the woodworks about you. And I I feel for the family more than anything because nobody should have to go through that. Yeah, and that and his brother what is happened. making public statements saying, like, I just want my brother to come home. You know, I love my brother and stuff like that. And that's got to be hard to make when probably the foremost thought in your mind thinking rationally is that he potentially is the one who killed your mother. Yeah. But to have to publicly show that grace and empathy is I couldn't do it. Not an easy task. Especially in such an emotional situation. Definitely more power time because there's no way I'd be able to do that. Like mentally there's no not a chance of me being able to do that. And I think that another point that you made that I wanna touch on is not knowing who he is. And I think that that really speaks to a greater issue in the NFL, which is that there are a lot of players that come in. What's the average length of an NFL career? It's less than five years. Probably about of an average player, like just a, you're decent. You're not great, but you'll be okay. Probably It probably would be about four to six max, I feel your, like. Your rookie contract just about. Yeah, so you get your rookie contract, you deal with that. And then if you're not good enough, you're about ba- you're bouncing around from team to team and you're probably on the practice squad more than anything. Yeah. And so like a lot of those people and even practice squad players, you know, they are subjected to a lot of head contact and that can cause a lot of head trauma. And obviously, you know, there was a whole movie about CTE. There's been a lot of conversations about it. The NFL has dedicated resources to it, but it seems like not enough. And I think that this intertwines a bit with the running backs conversation but obviously this is on a little bit more of an intense level which is that the nfl there's not a lot of care shown to players after they retire and especially these no-name players and and you know my uh, well i guess not i was gonna say my apologies but really like i don't have to apologize to you for shit like you probably killed your mom um not to make light of it but uh you know anyway a, a lot of these no-name players they have no support. And the fact that he was living with his mom, to the best of my knowledge, mm-hmm. you think about somebody who played in the NFL living with their mother, like, he should, if he's in that type of situation where he's showing those type of symptoms, and obviously, like, his mother's going to do everything that she can to take care of him, and that's noble, and, you know, that's what any good mother would do. Mm-hmm. But he probably should have been in more intensive care, more, you know, medically focused care where he can receive some type of treatment or they could figure something out to help him out. And it sounds like his mother was his caretaker and he didn't have any resources to seek out that more professional help. Not saying that a psychiatrist, for example, could have fixed everything, but somebody should have been looking a little bit more into this behavior and figuring out, is this signs of CTE affecting Mm -hmm. his brain? 
And the fact that it had to come down to, unfortunately, the alleged murder of his mother, which, again, we don't officially know what happened. This is speculation, but a lot of signs are pointing towards that. It's a tragic story, and it's something that can be avoided. This is this isn't Aaron Hernandez who was just a crazy motherfucker, who <laughs> yeah who had been that, who's been crazy yeah well who before. thought that he was a main character for fucking Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Not what this was. This was somebody who had a dramatic change in their mood and in their behavior, who potentially committed a very heinous act, assisted by this altered state of mind. And that's something that there needs to be more resources for more people checking in on these players and trying to figure out what can be done to mitigate the effects of all of these traumatic head injuries and CTE and making sure that it doesn't come to something like this. I hope that the NFL and the players union look at this and they take it as an opportunity to better help those lower level, for lack of a better word, players and get them back to health or do something for them, prevent prevent this from happening again, speculating that it's CTE related is my main point. Yeah, I got you. And and that will be doable and admissible, and they should do that, but they don't even do that for their star players. You remember the report um, that came out about the players who, like, were trying to get money for, like, posting fraudulent uh, stuff? Like, they had um, yeah. they had gone and, who was it, Clinton Portis, um, all these big-name players that you remember. Oh, I can't think of another one. There's another uh, player. He was really big. Oh, uh, J- Joe Horn. Um, for those who don't know, his son, J.C. Horn, is playing for the Carolina Panthers right now. So shout out to J.C. Horn. You're doing a good, a phenomenal job there. You feel me? But, you know, Joe Horn and, and Clinton Portis and about three or four other players uh, faced up to 10 years. At least Joe Horn has, is facing 10 years in prison for um, basically insurance fraud, pretty much, because he was claiming he had equipment that he didn't legitimately have. And I always wonder, would these players be doing that if the NFL took care of them the way that you would think a league who you basically sacrifice blood, sweat and tears for would do? And not with uh, money hungry Goodell in charge. That's not happening because as far as Goodell goes, he just wants to promote the NFL and every single platform humanly possible. Do you know they're going to be on Disney Plus or Disney this year? I did see that. I'm very excited about the Toy Story. Broadcast. I'm kind of in. I'm got like I. I was doing this to bash. Uh. Uh. What's his name? Uh. Goodell. However, I'm excited. Look, I am I love excited the Nick- for the Toy Story theme. I love the game. Nickelodeon slime cast. I'm very excited for the Toy Story. Yeah, like I'm curious to see who they, they got commentating because having Nate Burleson do the uh, NFL one is fantastic. I love it. I'm wondering, do you get the likes of? You know the voices of Bud Lightyear and Woody and everything. Like, do you get those main? You probably won't get, get the voice, voice, but you'll probably get those. Um, the side characters, get a bunch like you'll of get a Rex. Characters. 
Uh-huh. Like when they scored touchdowns and stuff, how Nickelodeon had the the slime and all and yeah. SpongeBob popping up. I think they'll have that type of thing. They'll have those Maybe type of graphics up and stuff. But we're not gonna get a Tim Allen. Probably definitely not. I doubt it. Tim Allen's Buzz Lightyear, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Took me a second. Who voices Woody? It's another big oh, actor. It's been a while. Crap. Crap. I'm picturing his face and everything. Oh, what is your name? What is your I name? Just, I, I cannot think of it. Tom Hanks. Jesus yes. Christ. Yes. Bro. I didn't want to say because the first word I was because th- I, I thought of the movie uh, Forrest it, Gump. I was like Forrest Gump. Like that was the first one. <laughs> I was like, but I didn't want to like just drop that up. Yes, Tom. So, Hanks. so we're not going to get Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. Yeah, probably not. But we'll that'll, that'll take away from it a little bit. I like what I mean. I'll say this: I like what the NFL is doing, considering that now that Disney owns ABC, ESPN, and all of them. So it's like, why Did not you put somebody? Or you know, let me not go too far in the rabbit hole. But somebody offered ten billion to buy ABC from Disney. Yeah, that's not happening. I don't know. Disney. Uh, well, Disney I, seems like they're damn near ready to sell ESPN. From things that I've been hearing. Um, I listened to, and I can't think of the name of it for the life of me right now, uh, David Sampson and John Skipper on Metal Arc Media. They do a sports business podcast on Fridays, and they were talking about the possibility of ESPN getting unloaded. Which I don't understand, because they've got the ACC uh, by the balls. They've got to be profitable. Yeah, I don't know what they're that. doing that for. Um, they'd, be better off, it, they'd be better off keeping them. But ESPN be laying people off every three months, so who knows? Yeah, it gets kind of depressing to see because a lot of the people who I used to watch on ESPN aren't there They're anymore. Gone. It's like, They're here's more gone. McAfee, here's more Stephen A. Smith. And, like, I love Stephen A. Smith. You know that. But Stephen A. Smith don't need to be talking about hockey and shit. Like, Yo, I, that was my thing, bro. I don't need to see you on every single platform, G. Stick to your radio show. Stick to first take. I don't even really care. He doesn't care even have radio. a radio show anymore. Oh, that's gone? Yeah, the ra- the Stephen oh, A. Shit. Smith show. I literally, my mornings used to be Will Kane, Stephen A. Smith, Dan Levitard. Now, none of those are on ESPN radio anymore. And as everybody knows, I listen to the Dan Levitard show all day, every day. Yeah, yeah. It, that's, uh, whatever. They're doing whatever the hell they want. But I, I'll tell you why I really don't care to see Stephen A. on NBA Countdown. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't care. I don't need you there. I don't need you there, bro. I know ESPN's going to put you there because you're the big money grabber, but I don't you know, want to see you there. You know who I really don't need to say on, see on NBA Countdown? Mike Greenberg, bro. He's so I weird. That's not him. That's not his stitch. That's not where he belongs. Let him be Jet fan, Met fan, whatever. He, I know he's a Jets fan. I don't know if he's a Mets fan. Yeah, but regardless. Let him, let let him, him do his that. morning shows and stuff like that. First of all, let this man sleep because they started putting Mike Greenberg on everything too. Mike Greenberg does a morning show, and then you got this man on for a 9 p.m., 10 p.m. tip off on NBA Countdown. Let Mike Greenberg sleep, bro. Let him sleep. He don't need to be there. He don't. But they ain't gonna stop none of that. You know who I'm not mad that they laid off though? Who? I'm not mad that they laid off Keyshawn Johnson. You know what? I'm not either. I didn't like Keyshawn Johnson. I didn't really care for him because he didn't say anything smart or 
that made sense. He just rambled. He kind of, I'm not going to lie to you, he kind of does what Michael Irvin does. And Michael Irvin yeah. just panders to who his favorites are. Yeah, and we don't need And I, I like I like Mike, Ir- Mike Irvin for his his enthusiasm, his, his energy. Like, I like his energy like that he brings. But when he gets too rowdy, I'm over it. Have you watched? He, he's on Undisputed now, yeah. right? Yeah. It's him, Keyshawn, Richard Sherman, and then there's Skip. <laughs> That's a lot of recycled, uh, recycled one. I, I hate to say one trick ponies, but that's a lot of re- Richard Sherman. He's gonna be the life of that show. But like Skip, I stopped. I, st- I haven't even watched it because Skip Skip anymore. Skip can't even get a word in on his podcast now. It's kind of funny. But Stephen A. and Shannon. Oh, I watch. I watch them. I I hadn't watched First Take and then they got Shannon and I'm like, yep, yeah, yep. gonna watch that. Well, First Take got dry with Max Kellerman on there. I mean, I know that it's, Stephen A. and him are beefing on social media now. And no, 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 no. Stephen A. is beefing. Max ain't said shit. Stephen A. is beefing with him. So, well, people like, keep asking him about it. That's fair. That, I mean, that's a fair point. But I'd be, I would personally, if I'm, if I'm him, please stop asking me about that, man. Yeah, because like, there's only so many times that you can say. I felt like he I, I, he was holding me back. I want to win. There's only so many now, times. And now can say he's that. dropping bombs on it. Now now he's dropping bombs. And did you see on like social media they were talking like, oh, because when he went on that rant, they were like, oh, Stephen A's just mad. Like you know, Stephen A's mad that um to basically just said that Kellerman's blacker than him and da 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 da. And then like, don't even get me started with to bro. To just say anything. He does. But T.O. T.O. Ca- uh, quoted the it was a tweet. He quoted it and he was like facts, like all caps. Yo, Stephen A. was about to lay him. Yo, Stephen A. started laying him out. He was like, yo, he was like, don't even same thing you said. Don't get me started on you. Because yeah. if yeah, I want to go, I could tell I could tell people what you really tried to do. I could tell people how what you really wanted <gasps> wanted to get into. I don't know what he was referring to. T.O. just like, got too much of his business out there, bro way too much like i thought to was gonna calm down and kind of you know go into the marketing influencing you know kind of what chad ocho cinco or the the artist formerly known as chad ocho cinco yeah uh chad johnson i thought that he was gonna go down that same sort of path where it's like i'm gonna remain relevant but i'm not gonna seem desperate for attention like let's be honest chad johnson really rounded himself out as a person and when oh, he talks, yeah, yeah, yeah. and when he talks, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But T.O., bro, I don't want to hear from you. That's like, T.O., I, I want to hear from you about as much as I want to hear from Antonio Brown. And he just be out here yelling, I got CTE. Facts. No, catch the energy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Antonio Brown. I'm tired of you. I, I'm, I'm half ready to mute him on Twitter, bro. Because all I see is him talking about who's my biggest fan in this town trying to get some pussy. Shut the fuck up, bro. Go away. Football career in, um, ruined by your own self. Abused his wife. Beats his wife. Gets plastic dick stone out in the street in front of his house. Got fucking... His house got raided. But how is house, he, how is he how, not in jail? I don't know. That man's house got raided. He got exposed for showing his, you know, showing his thing in the public pool. Um, he has a failed failed music career. That's the energy, <laughs> bro. The album's about to drop. Yeah, I fire what it is, and um, probably catch herpes from that motherfucker too. Reckless he's just been wilding, 
and he's 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 been wilding and like if you think he's about it, he's been very attention. contradictory. He's desperate for attention and he just says anything. That, that, that's yeah, why I'm saying like TO's in the same air as him. Nobody's gonna sign um a washed up A B who could still get it done if his ass cared about football. Nah, the he last still act that he's the last act that he's ever gonna have on an NFL field is when he took his jersey off looking like a dumbass and walking off that field. Yeah, that was yeah. it, bro. And you're you know what's crazy? He was gonna be a surefire Hall of Famer. I don't think they'll let him in. That was, but I'm just, I was just about to say the same thing. I don't think they'll even let him in. If they do, it's going to be when he's at the tail. Like it's the last few, like you know, It'll I mean, be it, like after he dies from CTE, bro. Uh, I hope. I would. I would at least hope he gets to see it. But at the same time, major bid. I have no no qualms with him. He like, he stiffed a hotel. He he owns he like stiffed a, the um he stiffed the league. Yeah, he uh-huh. owned, or he owned an arena football league. Yeah. Got the arena football league team kicked out of the league. Paid nothing. Paid, paid nothing. nothing. Didn't even pay. The didn't he not pay his players pay. either? He didn't pay his players. He didn't play his coaches. He didn't play his own. He didn't even pay the league because apparently there were dues you're supposed to pay. You know, as a owner or whatever of a of a team of that uh, uh, for them, and he wasn't paying none of it. That's what got him. That's really what was getting him the boot. You weren't paying nothing. You weren't paying players, teams, ownership. You weren't doing anything. And I'm not in jail. <laughs> Bro, if I didn't pay my hotel bill, I'd be in jail. And he didn't pay a whole team worth of hotel bills. That's crazy. How do we even get here? Where were we? This was all so CTE, one very... CTE, it all boils down to we were talking about CTE. And, I feel uh, like we were Sergio about to Brown. get like get to like a very important point on CTE. Probably. And then we, we, I mean, we, we circle back to Antonio Brown, so we're still... We still wait, on no, it, it, but was it, before CTE, was it? Oh, no. We were, it was in that realm, because we started connected. talking about it, and now, yeah, it all panned itself out, but CTE is a bitch, and it sucks that players aren't going to be able to deal with it until they're dead. However, Sergio Brown needs to be found and jailed. If he did indeed do the If he but did, you're I, right. I got to keep adding that point. If I've, he did, I've been sued for a million dollars before, so you know. Got to yeah, cover yeah. our asses. I'm not trying to do that again. Yeah, I understand. Get it. So who's so, next on the list? What's next on this list here? Uh, I think that the next bout of crazy that we've got going on is Mr. Aaron Elizabeth Rogers, quarterback. Aaron, um, my that, leg. Rogers. Oh, no, not the my leg. Yeah, not the my leg. My leg. He's peeled off his Achilles. <laughs> it's not funny that it happened, but it's just like it was Aaron Rodgers, so that's what makes it funny. So let me set up the scene for our audience. Aaron Rodgers was finally traded. We talked about this a ton last year. Mm. We continuously talked about we wanted the Lamar Jackson contract done so we could stop fucking talking about it. It got done. We stopped fucking talking about it. We wanted Aaron Rodgers to resolve his situation in Green Bay so we could stop fucking talking about it. It got done. Aaron Rodgers goes to the New York Jets. It's a new era. They're on hard knocks. Rodgers rebuilds his persona, spends the offseason making relationships with all these new teammates. They're one of the Super Bowl favorites coming out of the AFC. They Didn't might understand that. They Didn't might understand that. Bowl. 
this team was riddled with expectations. And the North Star for the New York Jets is Aaron Rodgers. And so on 9-11 in New York, well, New Jersey, but for the New York Jets, this man comes running out of the tunnel alone after the rest of the team to Thunderstruck by ACDC, holding an American (laughs) flag, and then immediately does a handshake with Sauce Gardner that includes them mimicking smoking a blunt and ashing the blunt on each other's helmets. I think that's tough. I think that was a tough thing. I thought that was tough. (laughs) I thought that was really tough. And I'm not saying this to exaggerate. I'm, I'm getting them right now. It gave me goosebumps. Goosebumps. I was ready. I was like, you know what? I don't care. The Jets buy Jets buy a million. I don't care. The Jets buy a million. Made me and draft pick on Garrett Wilson. I had a bet that each team in the first half was going to score a touchdown and a field goal. And then on play three, Aaron Rodgers drops back to pass. Supposed to be a screen, I believe, a short screen. And the defensive player breaks through the line. Hits Aaron Rodgers, who immediately grabs his leg, goes to stand up, and immediately goes back down and is carted off the field. The next day, reports confirm Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles out for the season. And then Aaron Rodgers gets an experimental surgery with the surgeon who performed Kobe's Achilles tear. And now claims that one of the ways that he's going to help himself heal faster is to listen to dolphins having sex. Wait, what? Oh, you didn't you didn't know about that part? No. I knew that he had this this, this special type of surgery that it was supposed to make the Achilles heal quicker and blah, blah, blah. But I ain't know nothing about no dolphin sex noise. Like, what, what is happening here? Uh, let me, uh... All right. Here we go. Uh, from Sports Illustrated. Now facing a daunting recovery from an Achilles tendon tear that he suffered on the fourth play of the first drive with the Jets. Rodgers appears ready to search for creative methods once again, and he may have found the one. Speaking on Friday's episode of the Pack McAfee Show, his first public interview since undergoing surgery, Rodgers answered many of the questions that have emerged following the season-ending injury. He sent a firm message to those who doubt that he can recover at the age of 39 and return to play at a high level. He also didn't rule out a return to the field this season if the Jets were to make a playoff run. Then things got weird. Although Rodgers didn't provide many specifics about the upcoming recovery and rehab, he did tell McAfee that he was exploring a plethora of options, both traditional and unconventional. When the conversation turned to the fact that Rodgers was recovering at his Malibu, California home near the ocean, he took the opportunity to float one of the more absurd healing ideas that he'd heard about. There's ideas that some of the noises from dolphins when they're lovemaking, the frequency of that is actually healing to the body, Roger said. Needless to say, social media did the rest. 
then there's a bunch of tweets that I don't feel like I really need to get into. But that uh, that was courtesy of Zach Coons at Sports Illustrated. But yeah, so uh, Aaron Rodgers can heal his Achilles by listening to Dolphins fuck. By listening to Dolphins squealing. That's weird as shit, and it won't make a freaking difference because what's the point in coming back when you know the Jets won't be in the playoffs? Ooh, bold prediction time by Jaymar. I think I, I need, like, an alarm sound. That was a weak one. I need, I, to, I need to re-download my soundboard. No, it's all good. But regardless, I don't – listen, Aaron Rodgers tearing, or tearing his Achilles is – Terrible, but I'm not going to say that like I wasn't surprised or like I was surprised because you're dusty. You are playing for a team that has a shitty offensive line. They did nothing to improve this offensive line. And you thought you were going to have a great season. You thought that this was going to be it. This was going. This was your year. This was your top. You thought that shitty offensive line was going to hold up enough for you to make it to the Super Bowl, let alone through the first three games? You ain't even get through the first five plays. That right there <laughs> should tell you the whole season of the Jets. And now you got to rely on Zach Wilson, who knows you didn't want him. And yeah. Like dog shit. He's still playing like dog shit. A whole nother year in that offense, and you still dog shit. Now I'll give you, I'll give you a reprieve because you played the Cowboys week uh, two. And week one, who, who the hell did they play? Whoever, the, whoever they played and ended up winning. They're just about to be trash, man. That defense is going to try to hold them together as best they can, but that offense will not put up more than probably twenty points a game. And you would yeah. think with an elite defense that would be enough, but that's not going to cut it. You're in the AFC. You're in a high-powered offensive conference. If this was the NFC, you have a chance. Brees Hall should run the ball more. Should not run the ball. Should be given the ball more. He was pissed that he didn't get the ball more last week, and he should have gotten it. But now you have to you have to do life without Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know how that's going to work. So... Getting on the uh, getting phone call. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Yeah, that happens. But I don't know how that's gonna work. That's like it just doesn't make sense. Excuse me, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I wouldn't even bring him back. I'd have you to wouldn't see. even bring him back. No. Wow. I thought it was dumb to get him in the first place when you're trying to build a. Cha- Everybody keeps trying to follow the Buccaneers blueprint and have forgotten one major thing. We had Tom Brady. Yeah, and for, and, and, and for the Rams, you had a veteran quarterback, but you literally had everything you needed. All you needed was a quarterback, and you got Matt Stafford with a good offensive line that particular year, and you won. So a good offensive lineman, veteran quarterback. Jets did not give a shit about the line, said, I'm just going to get the veteran quarterback and just we can plug and play. This is Madden. We can do this. Well, I think that their plan was originally to draft that offensive lineman that eventually that the Patriots took specifically to make sure that the Jets didn't get him. Oh, um, you talking about in the draft? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I keep hearing that. Yeah, I keep hearing that. They switched with a, with a Pittsburgh, I think. I think, that I, think they, I think they knew they were going to get an um, a offensive lineman. 
Yeah, they traded up to make sure that the Jets couldn't get him, which is peak Bill Belichick. That is some Bill Belichick shit I've ever seen. Peak Bill Bill Belichick. This team is horrible. And not only are they horrible, but what's the peak Bill Belichick part is that they're horribly boring. That Monday night football game literally put me to sleep. I want to say, I didn't even know. I don't think I made it through the game entirely. I think I kept zoning in and out of it because I was bored. But I don't mind gritty football games. But that wasn't even a gritty football game. The teams just weren't producing on both sides of the ball. Um, So I thought because the Patriots had a great defense that, and I'm going to be bringing this up on my uh, Thursday podcast, uh, Hitch and Hook podcast, available on Apple and Spotify. I will be bringing that up. Yes, sir. That the uh, Patriots are not as good as I thought they would be or will be. That defense won't be able to cut it if that offense can't produce points. It's not like they were able to make it work last year, but I don't think that this can be a continued process for success for them. And I don't, I don't, and it's not Mac Jones. That's the problem. Uh, Well, he doesn't have anything around him. He doesn't have a number one receiver. We're still dealing with twos and threes and Juju Smith-Schuster. Kevin Bourne could be a potential number one, but I think he's still a, a, isn't Juju Smith-Schuster out? I think he was, but I think he ended up playing this week, or he will be playing. Um, I do know he did. He did get injured, like he messed up an ankle or something like that. I knew he. Did, I know he did get injured, but it's him, Kevin Bourne, and the hell if I know who the next one is. Hunter Henry, the tight end. And yeah, boy, Hunter, he's washed. Yeah, but they use him. If you use Hunter Henry correctly, he can be a great production for you. I don't need him for all the way down. If I need you inside that 20. I need you in the red zone. That's what you are, red zone threat. You're not really – I mean, I could push the ball down and fit with you too because you can run good routes. But I would have to use you in the biggest form of a Gronk setting if I've ever had to use one. I want you to run a bunch of scenes. They're not Gronk, though. Nope, they're not. Nobody is. But that's what I'm going to want. I want you to run seams. I want you to run seams and break up in between that cover three or cover two and sit sit in the hole and catch the ball. But there's a reason why the Chargers let Hunter Henry go. Yeah, dude can't stay healthy. Yeah. can't stay healthy. You know, that's all it is. And now, you know, as is the case with most players that can't stay healthy, running he's just right slower now. He's than killing me. Yeah, but like I said, if they use him right, which is, which is as a red zone threat, they could and should be fine in that regard, but they can't even get into the red zone. Yeah. You have and, good running backs. You have good running backs. You don't have great receivers. You don't have a fantastic offensive line. So this is both. You're kind of like the Titans. you kind of like the Titans, but the Patriots have a better defense. Yeah, I, but honestly, it fucking... I'm surprised Bill Belichick hasn't just straight up gone to running the triple option, if I'm being completely honest with you. I think if he had Taysom Hill, he would. Probably would. Like, but he yeah, also it's, it's is like super watching old Navy school, football. so who knows? He's super, super old school, so who the hell knows? Because that's why his teams have been bad the last few years. He's stuck in the old ways. He won't conform to the new era of the NFL. And he's got to be on his way to retirement. 
He's going to beat Don Shula's winning record, and then he's going to retire. Because uh, you know what his record is without Tom Brady in his career? Isn't it a losing record? Yes. Yeah. 79 and 89. Yeah. Without yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. And what and did Tom do? He, left Tom, he, went, he went and won a ring and had two more winning seasons. <laughs> that's a Tom Brady who's never taken a snap while his team was mathematically eliminated from the Limit, Mm-hmm. Shoot, even when his lone losing record with the well, I don't think no, I think he had a losing record with the Patriots before, but the losing record he had with the Bucks still made the playoffs. He went they went eight and nine last year and still made the playoffs. Yeah, that's true, which is kind of crazy. Crazy to me. <laughs> and honestly, weirdly enough, your team might be better this year. I think they have a better unit overall. Um, I think we're gonna see what they're made of on Monday. I will believe play on Monday again. The Eagles. Oof. Yeah, that. that. Like I said, I'll, we're gonna see how. We're, I'm not expecting them to like necessarily win or any of the sort like that. I just think that it's gonna be a good game. But while we on it, we might as well jump into the Buccaneers section. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about there. the Bucks over the last two weeks. Oh, Baker Mayfield. Now, y'all know I have talked erroneous, erroneous, erroneous. Hope I, hope I said that right. You guys let me know if I said it right. I don't I think I did. But egregious, maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Probably egregious. I'm probably looking for egregious. But I have made so many comments about Baker, Bakey, Bake Cakes, Mayfield. And he's been playing great this year in the two games that I've seen him play. You know what's sad about that? Haters are your biggest motivators. And I have never been uh, such a hater of Baker Mayfield than I was last season. I thought he was terrible. I thought his career was done. He had been on three different teams in three different years. I thought it was over for him. And then we signed him, and I'm like, Jesus. What's going to happen now? We might as well start rebuilding. In my brain, we were rebuilding. And, I mean, uh, that might still be what they plan to do because they ain't got no damn money. They allocated all their money into neck, into years, future years. So we're kind of screwed till like, 2025, 2026. They won't do more because Mike Evans is going off. He is fucking killing it. Last game against the Bears, granted, it was the Bears. What was it? Nine catches, hundred seventy some yards and a tutty. Could have had two. My man is out here cooking, and they don't want to pay him. Let me tell you something. Mike Evans deserves every bit of penny that he gets or wants because he's that kind of player. Now, there's no caliber player out there today that is consistently running. I'm sorry, not running, but getting the ball and getting over a thousand yards like he is. Nine straight years, going into ten seasons. This is the tenth season right here. He's on pace for over fifteen hundred yards right now and at least 16 to 17 touchdowns. Is that number going to be allocated right? Probably not. He probably won't get that. Well, we'll see. God, I'm God willing. I hope he does, you know. And he has a chance to get over 100 receptions. If you didn't know, he's never had 100, uh, a 100 reception season. So that's going to be great. But back to the topic at hand of the Buccaneers as, an, as a cohesive unit. We knew when Baker was good, he was good because he had what? A run game. He has a run game again. 
Rashad White rushed for, I believe it was 14 or 17 carries for 74 yards, and he had a touchdown. Collectively, the team rushed for over 100-something yards. That is the offense of Dave Canellis. That is what I was excited about when I believe we last talked with you. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it. I might not have. Who knows? I'd be drunk. Um, that was the premise of everything. Dave Canellis coming from Seattle, who did what? Run the ball. And what have we seen the Buccaneers do this year so far? Run the ball. And they're not just running it and it's always being effective. They're continuing to run the ball even when it's not effective. And they're mixing their play calls up, something Byron Leftwich did not do last year. Byron Leftwich was very stagnant. Every first down play, we run the ball. No shotgun, like, no, you know what I mean? None of that. It was straight up, we're going to run the ball first down every single time. And it got, it got repetitive. His play calling was extremely simple, extremely simple. And it was simple to the point where it was not creating any form of offense for the team whatsoever. This year is a different story. We've only had two games, and it was against the Vikings and the Bears. But this week three will be the real legitimate test for the Buccaneers. As they have to go into, is it into Philly? I believe they have to go into Philly and beat the uh, Bucks. Jesus, no, I'm sorry. Go, I'm sorry, my brain doesn't work. Give me a second, because now my mind has to figure out what the week is. Are they here or there? Let's find out. I lied to you guys. We're home. We better fucking win. We're home, goddammit. But regardless, the Eagles are coming to Tampa. This is their chance to show, are you real or are you fake? Is this cubic zirconium or these real diamonds? You know what I mean? What are we working with? Baker has played well. He hasn't turned the ball over. Knock on some wood. That that continues and that things continue to grow for this Buccaneers team. I am I am not putting all my my bags in one chip. I'm not all putting, you know, putting it all on bucks to go great be phenomenal. I just think that now with a legitimate offense, with a complete offensive line, not offensive line, but offensive coordinator and his ability to push the ball up and down the field the way he likes can make this a good game. And don't get me started. I think the only issue is the defense gives up way too many yards. And that's going to come back to bite them in the ass. They, they give up way too many yards. Yes, they get control and they get stagnant towards the red zone, but we shouldn't even be allowing them to matriculate the ball upfield, and that's what's happened when they get in the zone coverage. Is every time they get in zone coverage, I see wide-open receivers when they run cross routes. Cross routes, drag routes, you know, all of those. In routes, wide open. Wide open, and that's going to be a problem going forward. But I love the pass rush of this Buccaneers team. I love the tenacity, the speed. We have a lot of good rookies. Izian is a great rookie for us right now who's playing phenomenal. But the Bucs are going to be something to deal with. And I'm gonna find, we're going to find out Monday if they are real or if they're fake. Is Baker real or is he fake? I'll find out on Monday. <laughs> I'll find it all out on Monday. I've That's your answer Baker, on that one, too? I gave Baker, I gave Baker credit because... When he played, like I said, he had a run game. When he was playing with the Browns and he was good the year they went to the, made the playoffs, they had a run game. They got back to that with Dave Canellis and that offense. You know what well, I mean? Baker's like always also really good, but he can sell the play action. Yeah, and I'll give you this, though. That man is an escape artist if I've ever seen one. Yeah. 
bro, he should have he should be sacked at least 15 times between these two games. And he has somehow managed to find a way out of it and not make the bonehead throw, always do the check down or do whatever or throw the ball away. So I think that that shows a lot of maturity in how he's been compared to the like last three, really four seasons that he's played. Yeah, and I mean, I think that Baker Mayfield was given up on a little bit too early. I think with that shoulder injury, you can pretty much throw last season out the door because that injury, that was the end of 2021 that he had that injury when he was really just Yeah, because he was playing, he was playing through line. it. Yeah, he was just playing through it. Which was a stupid business decision on his part, but it was a great teammate decision. And he did that because he thought that he was going to be in Cleveland. And then Cleveland went out and gave up on him for... Uh, for garbage. For garbage. He's garbage. Human garbage. He's garbage. Field garbage. Like, and every, every possible definition of garbage that you can come up with, that's that's what Cleveland gave up on him for. Which really, like, made me lose a lot of respect for them as a franchise because I used to think of them a lot as, like, a lovable loser. And when they gave up on Baker and got to Sean Watson, I... I just lost respect for the franchise. Like, I, I went from thinking, like, oh, these, this is cool. They were lovable losers. Their fan base deserves to see a little bit of excitement and everything. Obviously, like, you know, they can finish second place in the division and lose to us in the AFC Championship every year. But I did, other than that, like, you know, I hope well for them. Now, fuck it. I, I, I have no they're, respect for the organization. They're going to be garbage, bro. You saw how they played. If you did see how they played against Pittsburgh, they're going to suck. Oh my God, those games were both so bad. Both so of them were bad. terrible. Um, I mean, it's crazy because I still had it on the dual TV setup. I had them both on so I could see, and I was just like, and the most interesting one though was the Saints and the Panthers. Yeah, that one uh, was interesting. That was, uh, was it just, just was low scoring. That, I was real glad they got that touchdown uh, there at the end. The Panthers oh, did because that got me a win in our fantasy league. You know, because <laughs> for some, do. I don't, I don't know why the fuck this guy pick the Saints defense because that's always a horrible decision but almost worked out not quite almost worked out though so you got your uh your bucks out of your system yeah I got it out we're good it's taken care of Cincinnati fans they love to talk so much shit Uh oh you guys show clips from four years ago Oh, we went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Our franchise has existed for 20-something years, 30-something years. I think we're coming up on 30. I must say, it wasn't. It we're coming up on 30. It came in 99, so, yeah. Yeah. And we've What year did they draft? The, whatever year they drafted. I think Ray it was, was like 96, odd. 97. Uh, yeah, something like that. But you're going to tell me. You're going to talk all this shit when your team's been around for what? Cincinnati's been around for 40, 50 Ever, years? Forever. They're like kind of like one of the – they're one of the t- – well, no, is it the Bengals or the Browns? One of them the is like the catalyst of like this kind of like been there since like the NFL merger type shit. I think it was the Browns. Was Browns, yeah, because the Browns yeah. won a shit ton of NFL championships. If I'm yeah, not nobody right. gives a fuck about it. Yeah, <laughs> nobody cares about. Yeah, because I think the it's Bengals funny that you were... change the name of the game and call it a Super Bowl, and then nobody yeah. gives a fuck about what happened before it. Yeah, Meanwhile, the yep. Mm-hmm. You know, Unless you were in a a, a named st- type of game, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very true. But um, yeah, because the Bengals were derived from the Browns because the owner, they whoever owned them or was the GM of the Browns, they got fired, and their way of rebuttal was to go to a different area in Ohio and start the bank. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's, that's funny. how the Bengals started. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so talk all this shit. Your franchise has no success. And Lamar owns you in your own stadium. Throw that playoff loss last year out the door because you barely beat Tyler Huntley. And the only reason you beat Tyler Huntley is because of a goal line fumble, which should have never happened in the first place because that ball should have went to JK. (laughs) You're rolling your eyes a lot over there. I'm rolling my eyes because it wouldn't have fucked. It's it's what you said. It wouldn't have freaking happened if they'd have done what they were supposed to do. Should have Huntley. They should just ran the damn ball. But that's been that's that was always their problem. They didn't run when they were supposed to, which was stupid. All right, they would always run the ball in the first half, accumulate all these yards, get all this taken care of, do all of that, and then when it really came time to burn out the clock. Oh, let's pass. Stupid. Let's just keep passing the ball. It doesn't make any sense to me. But regardless, we're talking about the Bengals and how Joe Burrow's ankle is still clearly fucked. And they can't. But I don't want to hear that excuse, though. I I'm not making hear that excuse. excuse. That's real. But that's real. It's, that it's it, real. It is it's what real. it is. It's a ling- ankle is a linger. That's a lingering issue or a lingering injury. I'm not saying, oh, they lost because he's hurt. Like, whatever. You got to play through it regardless, yeah. my dude. It's just that. A lot of a, Cincinnati fans were using that ankle. Like, oh, no, that's not an excuse. One one ankle. Just, y'all lost, bro. It's, just, it's okay to lose. And two it's, it's okay to lose a game, bro. You just pissed because you lost to a division rival. I get it. Trust me. I understand it. But, no, they lost that game, and that's just what it was. They, they lost it. You couldn't stop Lamar or that offense as a whole. Um, yeah. Uh, OBJ's hurt again. Surprise. Um, I just so, dropped him in fantasy. Because – this was why I was pissed that they signed him. Everybody else, everybody else thing. was excited. Oh, we got Odell. We got this. And y'all paid this motherfucker $18 million or 16 however much money that they paid him. And he's about to sit on the bench for three weeks. Or I don't. I really don't know the injury extent of it. But I, I know, know he didn't practice today. That, that's uh, he's not, not going to play. He's not going to play this week. Bro, but, uh, you're going to get six to seven games out of him, and that's it. I'm fine with that. It, it's an energy thing. Although he can keep that That's Kardashian. a waste of money, bro. He can keep That's that Kardashian a... energy away from my team. That's all I'm saying. I'm down with that. Do you I'm see that? Him, him him, and Kim are quietly hanging out. Jesus Christ. Same Travis as, Kelsey's uh, hanging out with, or yeah, Taylor, Swift. with Taylor Swift. That's a, so, that's a bad career. She's about to write a mo- uh, song about him breaking let's, up with her. Let's be real careful. We are not disparaging Taylor Swift. Do not cancel us. We are not disparaging Taylor Swift. One of us isn't. No, nobody is because I, I, I don't, the, we're trying to grow a podcast. Jamar personally is a Swifty. Uh, he's got tickets for next year, Eras Tour. I don't even know if that's a thing. Uh, Jamar loves Taylor Swift. Uh, I hear him rocking out to Love Story at least every time I see him. Uh, they love Taylor Swift. Anyway. But moving on. But the point is, OBJ's hurt again. Nobody's surprised. JK's done for the year again. Um, that's just a little negative thing. But that doesn't stop the 
the what I like from this team. Patrick Queen is showing me a whole new side of himself. Patrick uh, Queen is really starting to step up. Did you see I got to take a picture of Patrick Queen? No, you got to take a picture of Patrick Queen? Yeah, yeah, those three Ravens players that I was with. I was with uh, Marcus Williams, Patrick Queen. Oh, that's tough. Marcus Williams is hurt, too. Yeah. I forget, I forget who the third person was. I'm going to feel like a dick when I remember. But, yeah, that that's aside from the point. But uh, the Ravens, despite all these injuries, look out. Because they're getting used to this new system, but this offense is a sleeping giant just waiting to break out. You saw it a little bit in Cincinnati. Zay Flowers is in my flex. Look, I was so mad when you took Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, especially <laughs> since they're using him in the rushing game as well, is very dangerous in fantasy. But let me tell you about this Ravens offense. When Lamar starts slinging it all over the field, I don't want to hear anything from anybody. Because as soon as y'all start hopping on the bandwagon, you're not welcome. Because Todd Munkin is going to take this team to a whole new level. I hope that Greg Roman is somewhere happy, fishing, never thinking about football ever again in his life. I hope that Lamar deleted his number. I hope that he has no contact with any Ravens players. Because this Todd Munkin offense is a couple weeks away from absolutely breaking out. Because what they're finally doing that the Ravens haven't done in so many years, and it's going to continue to get better each week, is they're spreading it out. They're not loading up the middle of the field. They're spreading it out, and they are getting receivers all over the place. They are going to give Lamar Jackson options. And if Lamar Jackson has time, he's going to find those receivers, and none of these injuries are going to matter. Because Lamar Jackson's going to rack up a couple 300, 400-yard games this season if things start to trend in this direction. Now, I get it. In the Houston Texans game, things looked very constipated. But it's all a timing thing. But you got to think, Lamar hadn't played in, what, 10 months? Something like that, 7 months, 10 months? Something yeah. crazy? He hadn't played since November. Yeah, oh, probably, yeah, 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 because he yeah. didn't play, like, for, like, the last four games of the season. Yeah. Or six and months, still. So he went from not playing in November, since November, to a completely new style of offense that has complete different timing. And a lot of times he starts to run like he used to, because in the Greg Roman offense, he would have had to run in those situations. But once he gets that timing down, Lamar is going to start hitting crosses and shit across the field that you've never seen him do before. It's going to look like Brady and Gronkowski, except for it's going to be Lamar and Mark Andrews. And Julian Edelman? Julian Edelman, that's Zay Flowers. This team has a high ceiling. They've got a good week against Indy this year, this or this week, and the schedule moving forward does not look too tough for them. This Ravens team could easily win 13, 14 games this season. As long as Lamar stays healthy, Todd Munkin's offense is going to absolutely take off. And I'm excited to see it. Now, would I be mad at a Jonathan Taylor trade? No, I wouldn't. But I do trust Gus Edwards and Justice Hill to get the job done. They've they, done uh, did you hear about Kenyon Drake? They yeah, signed, signed the practice, practice squad. Yeah. I don't think that he's really going to make much of an impact in games this season. He will out the backfield for catch, pass-catching purposes. 
yeah, every now and then. I now tell you what, I put five dollars on a put five dollars on him every week for a touchdown because that'll pay itself the first time that it pays out. I'm sure that's going to be some long shot odds. Right, but overall, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill have shown that they can do this. So I think it's going to be very, very good for the Ravens on offense this season. I'm just waiting for him to break out. Yeah, I'm not going to hold you. I'm going to just keep betting. That bet you talking about, I'm going to just keep betting it every every week. There's two bets I'm just going to keep doing, and I don't care. The one field goal, one touchdown, and the field goal yeah. in the one o'clock, four o'clock windows, if they're still there. I'm, I will do those every week. Because, like I said, I'm, I'm still pissed because I was supposed to, oh, if Jacksonville would have scored a touchdown, bro. Jacksonville was the only one. Everybody else was good. Mm. Just Jacksonville. And I almost didn't get the field goal, but thank God the Giants tied it up. Yeah. I need to I need to hit something big here soon. I know it's coming. It's the last coming big hit that I got was when I bet the All-Star Game MVP for baseball for a dollar and won 300. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that one was a tough one. But I, I think if, once Kenyon Drake give it like a week or two until he starts to get into the rotation a little bit, bet Kenyon Drake for a touchdown. This is not gambling advice. But uh, you bet Kenyon Drake for a touchdown for five bucks every week. I guarantee you that it pays for itself by the end of the season. Maybe two oh, or three times over. Absolutely, absolutely, it will. Uh, so I had some. I didn't have like super, super harsh criticism for the Ravens last week because it was Week One, and it you know, and it was a new system. But I was I, I was criticizing the offensive line and Lamar, and the only thing I was criticizing about Lamar. Uh, if I if I remember correctly of what I said in my podcast, if I forgot, if I said something different, I apologize because I didn't mean to lie. But I definitely mentioned that he needs to learn when to use his legs because he did. He barely did it in week yeah. one. And I still want him to protect himself. He still uh, he protects himself. But like it'd be key moments. Too. Yes. It'd be key moments where he doesn't get down when he's supposed to and gets mollywopped. And, and I watched him get hit one time and I saw him like shake his you know, his hand or his arm or whatever. And I'm just like, see, get out of bounds. Either just fall down or get out of bounds so you don't have to take that type of a hit. You are, you know what to do, bro. You've been in the league too long to still be doing this stuff. Yeah, I, I do love a good Lamar hero run, but it doesn't need to happen all the time. Anymore. All the time, yeah. And just be smart, protect the ball. And I still, I'm still wary of that offensive line. Oh, well, I mean, you got to be, but you also got to be a little bit impressed by how they played with two starters out. Yeah, but I think it, it helped that it was what tackle. it was. McCarry and 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 what's the who's the other one that they put in? Sight. Where's the one we lost? Right. We lost Lindenbaum uh, and Stan and Stanley. So was it? They played phenomenal. I. Ooh, excuse Bless me. You. Thank you. I expected McCarry to play well because you've been here before. Yeah, he does it like, all the time. This isn't your first. Yeah, yeah. So Multiple like, you positions. know, I, I knew you were good. I knew Makari was good, but the other kid I wasn't sure about. And to be I honest, forget. he played. He played pretty good. Played pretty good. I yeah. uh, honestly, in week one, I was just like, "Where the fuck is Ben Cleveland?" <laughs> <laughs> Gone. <laughs> yeah. Gone. Like, yeah, it happens. It happens. Ronnie Stanley, bro. We should have never gave him. <sighs> Soon as he got paid, bro, I feel like he has only played like three games, three or four games in the what two, three years that that he's had that contract signed. Because what they pay him, not last year, but the year before, right? Healthy. 
Oh uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, barely. He's barely played, bro. Not. It's funny because you sit there and you're like, dude, gave you all this money. Marcus Williams kind of is in that ballpark too, but this is his first year, so like, I'll you yeah. get get some leeway right now. But, we really, we really should have kept Orlando Brown. Yeah, but he's playing like crap for uh, is it the Chiefs or the Browns, yeah. the Bengals? It's one of those. I don't know. Well, what, what, he went to the Chiefs originally. I think we traded him to the Chiefs actually. Yeah, I think it was something like that. And then I know he was. I, I swear, I know he. I, he's either on the Bengals or he. I don't think he's on was. the uh, He plays for somebody, and he got a holding penalty, and I thought it was hilarious. Um. A former Buck did that too, and I and it was in a very key moment. I definitely thought that was hilarious. So, um, you know, when you see old players and new players, he is on the Bengals. Yep, I so think. it is the Bengals. Bam. Yep, there we go. Oh, oh shit! That's so they played each other. I, I watched know. that whole game on Sunday and didn't even realize that he was there. At least you know the protection was decent then. But he definitely had a holding penalty. I heard is because I heard his name, but um. That's, uh, I was also really hungover on Sunday, so I might not have gotten all of the final might not details. have processed everything. Yeah, yeah. I was at a bachelor party on Saturday and didn't oh, go to sleep until 3 a.m. was up yeah. watching fucking Colorado. Turn up. <laughs> Colorado, man, was surprising this season. Colorado I didn't see them being as good it. as they were going to be. Nope, not from the jump like this. Shador Saunders is killing them. Shador is a legitimate Heisman candidate and I love potential it. NFL draft pick here shortly. If I was him, I probably would play another year, though. Probably make more money in college than he would in yeah, right. his first right. year of the NFL, honestly. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I would at least do two years of college. Uh, and then, you know. Well, he did two at Jackson State already. I keep <laughs> – I forget that part. Yeah, he's a so, junior. Although I think he, I think he, he probably registered the year, that didn't fifth. he? No, no, no. He played his first year at Jackson State. Oh, okay. but I'm pretty sure he qualifies for that extra year of eligibility due to COVID. Oh, okay. He wanted to. Just, I don't think he's going to stay that long. Because mm. I, I, I really think, think so, yeah. like, he could wind up being a first round draft pick the way that he's playing. Well, well now that I know he's a junior, absolutely. Because I don't know why, but I definitely thought he was like a sophomore. I mean, we didn't really hear about Jackson State the first year. The second year is when we really started to hear a lot about them. But since we're here, we might as well talk about Colorado. Colorado beat TCU, which I bet for them to do because they had ridiculous odds. I should have waited until after the first, or I should have waited until, I should not have waited until I saw a series before I bet on them because I could have won double the money if I would have bet on them before the game. But I saw that first series and I was like, oh, their defense isn't garbage. Their offense was never the question. I was worried about their defense, but their defense was looking nice. And then they go out there against Nebraska. At that point, I already expected them to beat Nebraska. Shador in that first game thrown for 500 yards. I was kind of surprised that they were as tame as they were against Nebraska. But then that Colorado State game, I could not believe that that game was as close as it was. Colorado State was leading going into halftime. Yeah, obviously that's college for you. All my parlays got fucked because of the Travis Hunter incident where he was tackled late. And I, I, I forget what exactly, if it was a liver or kidney, but he was severely injured and had to be taken to a hospital. And before we get to what the result of that is, 
I just want to hear your thoughts on Colorado so far this season. Uh, Cinderella story. It's early, but this is a Cinderella story. Shador Saunders throw has thrown for what? Almost. It's been what? Three games or two games? Three. Three games now. Three games, and I'm sure he's, if not at a thousand, close to close to it. Some people have him as a favorite for the Heisman. I do. Right now, the way he's playing, I do. I got him as as a as a top favorite right now, because he deserves it, man. The, the kid, the kid is out here slinging that rock around, bringing teams back from from losing. His accuracy is. And am I saying he's accurate as hell? And he's got a strong arm. He can run out. He gives me a little bit of like uh, Cam Newton, Josh Allen vibes, but a little mm. bit more polished than when they were in college, almost. Yeah, I got you. And I, I'm with that. And my whole thing is, I, and I need, I need, I need offensive, or I need all the other college teams that plan to play Colorado. Stop talking shit. Yeah, stop with the the sunglasses, fucking the hat sunglasses comment. It's fucking ridiculous. That was stupid. That was a dumb comment. So he's so what? Who cares? And then after the game, he went up and shook that man's hand after they won a double overtime. Like that was okay. fucking. I, what can you do, bro? You lost in double overtime. I gotta dap you. If I was Dion, I wouldn't adapt him. Like you're not gonna talk about how my mom raised me like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm Dion showed a lot of class in you know receiving that embrace and reciprocating it, and he. He was the bigger man for doing it. But, like, my initial thing is, is like, you're not going to talk about how my mother raised me. Act like I'm a child, not a grown man. I'm an NFL Hall of Famer. The fuck are you talking about? I was, yo, my, that was my thumb, like, I was like, man, the Hall of Famer. I played in a World Series and in a Super Bowl. Who the fuck are you the talking same about? Same fucking nah. week, bro. Well, no, he played, he played two games in one night. The World Series in October and the Super Bowls in February. So they can play oh, both I didn't, the same uh, see, so, so, as y'all can tell, I have bad math. And my <laughs> brain just figured they were the same fucking thing at this point. Obviously, you know, I, I think he's the only person to score a touchdown and hit a home yeah, run. Home run. Yeah. I think that's what the stat you were getting confused with. He's also the only person to ever play an NFL game and an MLB game in the same day. That's probably That's the stat. That one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the stat. Because Bo Jackson, when he was doing it, he retired from football like very early. So, and he, he would leave football to, or he would leave baseball to go to football, whereas Dion was trying to make it to where he could do both at the same time. The only reason he retired was because he had a bad season, got sent to the minor leagues, and his contract allowed him to miss training camp for MLB stuff yeah, not, but not minor league stuff so they got him on a technicality mm-hmm. worked out though worked out for the best yeah it worked out for the best i mean he was better at football than he was at baseball but he was not a slouch at baseball man. not at all not like michael jordan yeah, michael jordan hit over 200 that's more than more than a lot of people can say he wasn't a major league baseball player by any stretch of the imagination but he hit over 200 yeah, I guess that's uh, that's not bad. You're right, but Colorado's fantastic. Colorado, I don't. I'm not saying y'all going undefeated, but y'all going to win a, a handful, a good amount of games, and I think you'll probably make some type of playoff. I don't know how they do 
college playoff structure because they are these even in the AP poll rankings or anything? They are uh, actually slid back a spot there, the 19th right now. How the hell do you slide back a spot? And you, okay. Because be Colorado, like, they were favored by 24. They only won by a touchdown. Oh, okay. <laughs> Every, everything gets considered in the college poll. So, I mean, I can see it. The fact that they even got ranked after week one was insane. But they did read a, beat a ranked team, but I never thought that they would do that. Now, a real tough test is coming up here shortly. They're, they're playing Oregon and USC back-to-back. Of course, USC has the number one overall pick, Caleb Williams, at yeah. quarterback. Presumed number one overall pick. Um, and Colorado, the one thing that they don't have going for them is that they don't have a lot of size on the offensive line. So we could potentially not see the greatness that we've become accustomed to over the last three weeks. I'm obviously still going to be rooting for it, and those odds are going to be phenomenal, so I'm going to be betting on it. But it, especially with having Travis Hunter out, because Travis Hunter out on the offense is not a huge blow because you've still got a lot of really good receivers on that team. Where I'm worried about is not having him at corner. Because he is one of the top corners in the nation, and he can run routes with the best of them. Mm-hmm. And not having him back there in that secondary is going to be a huge blow to Colorado. I think that can make do because he's not like he's gone for the whole year. He's just gonna miss some key. It's, he's missing key games. That's the only. Yeah, like there, there are two part. biggest games he's gonna miss, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Trash. So let's talk about that hitch. I don't, he doesn't deserve death threats. I know he's not a bad person at heart. And, you know, looking back on it, I'm probably sure he didn't think he did that bad. But now that I've said all the condolences and pleasantries, fuck that kid. (laughs) Fuck that kid. That was a dirty ass hit and you know it. It was. I know it. I could see a one-game suspension, but I'm not. A lot of people are saying he should never play college football again. That's I don't just being that. extreme. Because if you want to do that, you can just yell at everybody who's ever had a targeting penalty and say the same thing. Yeah, that was next level, though. Did he even? Yeah, I don't think he got ejected for that as targeting. Uh, I don't think he did. I don't think they labeled it as targeting. Yeah, I mean, still, I at that point I was still at the bachelor party. I actually missed the hit. <laughs> I saw it. I didn't see it real time, but I saw the replay of it. And I, I, I saw the out. replay. I, don't, I didn't know what the aftermath was, but it's just it, – it's insane that people are so I, – I know a lot of people have bets on it. Like, yeah, I lost 20, 20 25 bucks. I'm not going to threaten somebody on fucking Twitter over 20 I'm not threatening. Yeah. And if you're, if you're putting – if you are putting an amount of money down – that you can't afford to lose. Why are you betting it? And that makes you threaten someone's life. A student. A student athlete. A kid. In college. You shouldn't be betting. If you you have a shouldn't be problem, betting. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or whatever the gambling hotline is in your state. But don't give someone death threats over some shit like that. Like, that's bullshit. That's weak. Like, you don't belong to be a college football fan. It's weak. But also, fuck that kid. 
Fuck that kid. I, I will echo your sentiment as, yeah. like... Uh, you know, I never you know, wish it on any player, any person. He should, Like I said, he shouldn't be receiving no death threats. Y'all shouldn't be saying that the kid should not play a game. Like, shut the hell up. I that doesn't even make sense, but fuck that kid. Because why would you? Like, why you knew he was out of bounds, bro? But you were you Damn. were salty because they because they had swag, and they yeah, let you exactly. hear about they and you heard it and you didn't like it, so you hit him. And like and then, fuck that kid is a lot different than a death threat. Because like fuck yeah. that kid is you can't sit with me at the lunch table. Yeah, like don't say hi to me in the grocery store. Like that type of shit. I don't live in Colorado, so the, the you know I don't think this guy's gonna want to have lunch with me anytime soon, and I don't think it's gonna be in a Baltimore grocery store for any reason. Right. But like, still, the the principle is like, yeah, fuck that. Like you're an asshole, but being an asshole isn't a reason to threaten somebody's life. Like fuck no. that. Like I'm fuck that these, kid. But also taking these bets him. too seriously because you wanted to sp- spend your damn rent money on a bet. Like that's like that's his fault that you wanted to waste your money on a bet. That's all by chance. Y'all know these these bets are by chance, and y'all over here getting mad. Figure out an amount that you can afford. Make that your limit for the week. You bet that. You bet nothing else. You make sure your bills are paid. Just like, fucking be a responsible adult. Like you're over here yelling at a kid because you're the irresponsible one. That can't pay for your daughter's braces because you put down a thousand dollars on a fucking Colorado parlay. It's stupid. Like mm-hmm. I put five and ten dollar bets down, and never when I'm, you know, I, I, am I gonna eat or am I gonna put a parlay on Colorado? I'm gonna eat, motherfucker. I'm gonna eat while I watch that while I watch that Colorado game. What I'm not gonna do. Is say like, oh, I'm 20 bucks short on rent. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put $800 down on Colorado money line and Travis Hunter over 50 yards receiving. Like, no, that's that's ridiculous. People got people to get over themselves. Like, I, I, I love that gambling on your phone is a thing now. It's yeah. great. But like a lot of y'all need to put the phone down. Put the phone. Yeah, down. if it's making y'all act like that, you gotta go. You gotta some go, bro. You gotta, have, something gotta give. Some of these apps have tools built in where you can set uh, an amount for yourself that you can bet weekly, and they won't let you bet more than that. Be responsible. Be an adult. That's it. Be an adult. That's all you gotta do. All right. So, do we have any other hot topics burning? Um, let's see. We talked about our team. We talked about. The O's are in the playoffs. The O's are the in the O's playoffs. Are in the playoffs. So we don't really have to talk much about it, but the O's are in the playoffs. Nobody and thought that was happening. They're going to be the number one seed. Like they are very close to having the best record in the major leagues this season, and I'm very happy to see the O's going to the playoffs. Jamar, we might got to score some tickets. Uh, I'm, I'm going to find some. <laughs> I'm going to find. I don't care what the price is. I'm going to find these tickets. Look, you grab them at a reasonable price, I'll pay you back. I understand. I totally get it. You know, because you know when the playoffs get everybody, no matter what the sport, and y'all, these tickets, them prices skyrocket. No matter what, even if you a wild card team, skyrocket. We're we're going to an O's playoff game this year, and that's what's happening. 
It's, it's happening. I'm gonna find them. I got credit cards. I'll I'll figure it out. I'll figure Look, we it went out. to a Nats playoff game, and that shit was lit as hell. Yes, sir. Now we don't have to drive all the way to DC or take mm-hmm. a Uber all the way back home from DC. Goddamn. Good God, I just gotta get. I just gotta get on the highway. Two hundred dollar Uber. Jesus Christ, that was insane. But yes, the O's are in the playoffs. It's a great day to be a Baltimore fan. Yes, Sirski. And the Gunnar Henderson, rookie of the year. Adley Rutschman, <laughs> best catcher in the league. You got Ryan O'Hearn, who the Orioles literally got for like a bag of potato chips, who mm-hmm. keeps performing well. Uh, the trade for Jack Flaherty ain't looking that great, but Kyle Bradish is looking like an ace out there. The Orioles are very impressive. And, and they're, they're not even fully healthy. Yeah, they're not even fully healthy, and they just went out and beat two out of three out of the Astros. Mm-hmm. Y'all thought they first thought team it. ever to beat every other team in one season. One season. Of course, this is the first time, first season that it was ever possible. But they're the first team to ever do it, and they also haven't been swept in like eighty-six consecutive series or something crazy like that. That's a wild stat. That's they're wild. like. Uh, they're like twenty or thirty series, so like it'll be next year. But they're they're third. That's the third most series ever that a team has gone without being swept. Good. I just I was talking to somebody about it today, and I was like, you know what's great about this? Like this isn't a one-time thing. A lot of these players are really really young, and they're locked up for uh, a good, yeah good for, time. for like few years yeah Probably so we the get next to... four four or five years we can expect the orioles to be good year in and year out yeah i love that the last season we said it was and, gonna happen yo we did you know what's even crazier jackson holiday hasn't even been called up yet he's in triple a and he's 19 which is insane <laughs> he hasn't been called bro i've oh my god i've never been it's going to be good playoff run. And even Heston Kierstead, Kajerstead, I still don't know how to say it. He got called up. He's hitting homers. Kowser didn't really have a great call up, but he's good looking for the future. You got Westberg. I'm not saying I hope people don't, when these kids get called up to the majors, don't sit here and expect them to do what they did in the minors. It's just not, it's just not fair. Give them some time. Give it a little time, bit of time, man. Like y'all, Some everybody people struggle so when they first for, come up. Everybody's so quick for, and especially a rookie in the MLB. Everybody expects rookies to come in and just kill it off the bat. You can yeah, have that. You can have that. Lot. You can have that requirement in football, although you shouldn't. If you want yeah. to, you can have it in football, depending on your position. And all the other sports, it's just like, all right, he's great. Like hockey, they do the same thing. You should be great. You, you did all hockey, this. they normally they do come in and start killing it typically. Yeah, sure, I, must, I, I, don't, I don't be watching that sport. I just I threw them out there because I know they have young, like eight, seven, eighteen year olds. And I watch hockey in the playoffs. That's about it. It seems exciting when the playoffs come around. For them. it is, it, if you got a rooting interest, that's one of those sports. Like I can't watch like the Carolina Hurricanes against the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> like I can't watch that. Like, I root for the Capitals, and for some reason, I got really into the Panthers' playoff run just because of all the hype that was surrounding it. And that was about it. I like when an underdog wins. I can always root for an underdog. That's always like a, a good time. Underdog. That was probably <laughs> a fun time. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it for us today, though. Yeah, I think that is it. We 
got a good podcast, and you can expect us back every week now. Absolutely. Season two, off with a bang. Um, Yes, sir. I'm Zach. Oh, crap. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. See? See? I, yo, I, I be zoned out. Yo. I be zoned out. Up. All I heard was just that. I, I heard that. And then, oh, that's what you said. All right. All right. Wait. Take two. Take three. Yeah, that too. I'm Zach. I'm Jamar. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. <laughs>